dude. Rocking the double sleeves. Love it, dude. <laughs> Tony, how come you haven't gotten more tattoos, man? Money. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They are very expensive. That's true. <laughs> uh, so just like, you know what, when we walk it in, dude, just tell us, you know, who you are, where you've been, that kind of shit, man. And then we'll just talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. Um, All right. Well, my name's David Johnston, obviously uh, Tony's brother. Uh, graduated high school 2010, went straight into the Marines. I uh, was supposed to originally go under a uh, RD contract. And I got down to MEPS and went and talked to the master sergeant. He was like, uh, oh, okay, so have you going under open? I'm like, <laughs> nope. Yeah, uh, I was supposed to be artillery. They tried that shit with me too. Yeah. And he goes, oh, well, he's like, I have you going under open. He's like, it's like, uh, it's probably too late now. I'm like, uh, bullshit. Might want to call my recruiter. So yeah. I, my, I actually got delayed a week before I actually went to boot camp mm. and ended up getting a uh, 0600 contract for communications. So I went as a a MUX operator, which doesn't even exist anymore. It's 0622. And then they turned it over to a uh, radio. Mm. So just standard radio operator, but I uh, only did four years stationed in uh, Camp Pendleton. Nice. Which, which was fun. Uh, I got stuck in North Carolina for a little bit for before MCT, before Pendleton, because uh, I had a hernia surgery. So that sucked. But uh, we actually we had like leave and liberty and stuff like that we could do on the weekends as yeah. PFCs, which was probably a terrible idea to let us have that much time. But yeah, uh, yeah, especially in Jacksonville. Dude, I, I'm so glad I didn't, I didn't spend much time there, bro. I don't know what I don't. I mean. I remember the drive in and the drive out and <laughs> it didn't, it didn't strike me as like a cool place. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, no, no and I mean the, the purple or not the purple church, but the strip club, I can't remember what it was called right out front of base. That's purple all. I mean, church like, would be a great name for a strip club though. What's that? The purple church would be a great name for a strip club. It's the one we had out in Pendleton in Oceanside. <laughs> That's why right I came on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the yeah, what was comp like, man? Um, it wasn't too bad. I the thing that sucked about the most was doing the training in uh twenty nine palms. Yeah. But all, uh all the comp schools are there, aren't there? All the techs, all the yeah. radio yeah. op, everything's up there, right? Yeah, and then data data, I think they have to stay out there for a year. Yeah, yeah. I remember data the data kids. So I actually had a data kid in my team in my security team when I was in Iraq, mm -hmm. we had a whole bunch of extra, like we were very provisional and I had, dude, I had a, I didn't even have a real radio operator in my team. Um, we yeah. learned from a couple, we had like one or two and then we just cross trained guys, man. My, my actual guy who was nuts with radios was like a fucking accountant. He was like, yeah, you know what I mean? That's just how it worked. I mean, I don't know, man. We well, just majority, majority, majority of the guys I know, even when they deployed, all they did was, they never like went out on outside the wire and shit. They just yeah. taught up all, they schooled up all the grunts and everything. Yeah. I don't do, there aren't many, um, I've not met many actual radio operators that like old school were like out on patrol, like handing the head, the, the headset off to like, yeah, big ass. like that, was, that wasn't like a thing anymore. 
No. Not like, you know, in Vietnam or whatever, like that era, they had like legit radio operators that basically like worked their way into the infantry. And, you know, it was kind of like that. But my, my, our like comm guy, he just like count, accounted for everything and like helped us load crypto sometimes. And then yeah. like basically, he, he was like an IT guy. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They really, um, he would come out on convoys with us every now and again and like RTO for us when he was there. But very few of them ever actually. You know, there just wasn't enough of them. There wasn't enough of them to go around anymore, man. Mm. Yeah, the crypto thing was always a big issue. Well, that was massive, right? Because they're cleared and trained to do it. So, I mean, yeah, my guys kind of did it under that dude's like supervision or whatever. But you know, our our radio guy was he was he was all right, man. He's a cool dude. Mm. Didn't you do something with warehouses and shit? So when I deployed, uh, they sent they sent me on a fob. Uh, Delaware D2 and Delaram to Helmand Province in Afghanistan. And uh, they didn't have, there's only like eight of us there. there. Then there's a data section and a wire section, and there wasn't a radio section. Hmm. So they just kind of sent me out there to work. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I learned, I like cross trained with wire. Yeah. I'm too dumb to do anything with data. My buddy tried to teach me even to like clone screens. And I was like, nah, I can't. Nope. Not doing it. <laughs> so, uh, I did a lot of, uh, like embarkation stuff. Yeah. So I was just making packing lists and doing all that. And I got, I, when I got back to, uh, when I got back to the States, I actually got a freaking NAM for it. <laughs> for doing it with my platoon for working at way outside of your MOS and shit. Like, yeah, yeah for just something not even. Yeah. Cause like when you get back to the, like, in, like in the long run of it, I mean, I made packing lists and shipped probably uh, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of gear, like m- amount of dollars worth of gear. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I'm trying I did. to pump your resume. Yeah. That's how yeah, I, that's what <laughs> dude, it's crazy. Like it's crazy what, where, like how it, all works out though you know what i mean like there's some guys that have just like kind of fallen through the cracks man and they wind up doing some really weird shit like that's yeah. really has nothing to do with how they even wound up in the marines dude i had a when i was an instructor at the schoolhouse coincidentally if you would have went mp i would have probably been your instructor that would have been funny oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. i don't even know how that would have worked out but i mean i, I, I don't, maybe i wonder if i'd have picked up on it i'm sure we would have but uh, <laughs> you know i had a corporal that came through bro i don't remember what his original mos was but he like never it like he never even went to the actual school. So like he he like somewhere in MCT he got like pushed over into like he just started working with like HE people. Mm. And then they like kept him like I don't even remember how the whole story went down, but like he basically got himself like certified on all the HE equipment and then like wound up in a provisional security team in Iraq and then like came you know came back and wound up in afghanistan like dude deployed twice before he ever had like an actual mos i don't even, <laughs> know how, I don't even really know how he kept like he got promoted like obviously yeah somebody had to have done something for him but he didn't really have like an, it was wild man that that particular period of time from like oh eight to ten dudes were winding up doing crazy shit because they were just sending people wherever yeah. they needed bodies man it was nuts yeah. dude like we that as a schoolhouse instructor when we would get like NCOs you would hear some of the the craziest stories like yeah man I was just like at my reserve unit and I hadn't even like you know because they could they could wait like four years sometimes 
at reserve units before they even go to school. Yeah. <laughs> uh, based on how they sign their contract or whatever, like if they were trying to go to college and all that shit. I met dudes that would like deploy twice before they were ever certified as their actual MOS. Like, you're like, wow. hey, this is crazy. Like, how the fuck does that even make sense, man? Some people would fight for that, too. Well, I'd like to know who the fuck signed off on it, though. That's got to be a liability, you know? Sending yeah. bodies out, out to fucking war with no, like, no training. No, no, no formal training. Like, me, man. V- Vietnam early boot camp uh, graduation shit. Well, dude, I mean, it was, you know, that, like I said, that specific time frame was wild because, like, even, even when I deployed, I was in Iraq in 09. We, we sent, like, you know, we got to Iraq, we laid down our unit and started doing what we were doing. And we sent, like, Oh, fuck, man. I think we sent, we sent like more than a platoon's worth of like mechanics, maintainers, and all these guys. Like, we, we cut them off our battalion and sent them over to Afghanistan, like mid deployment. So these, oh, wow. guys, these guys did like 90 days each, you know, in, in either country um, because they just needed fucking humans, dude. Like, there, was, <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot going on in Iraq, man. I remember we, we contacted these guys once they got over there. You know, we had like some shit happen on a few convoys or whatever, but nothing crazy. Like, so these maintainers get to Afghanistan, dude, like in 10 minutes, they were in a, in contact, like their, yeah. their convoy going in, got hit. It was nuts. Like you're like, how the fuck everything shifted, you know, it was wild. dude. Yeah. It was Afghanistan. was pretty hot back then. Right around. I think what, like, I think right around 2010 is when it all started popping again. Right. Yeah. And then when I was there, when I was there, the snipers pissed on that, those bodies. That was bad, yeah. That was and then uh, good not a good us. look. <laughs> yeah. What the hell happened? Someone burnt. Someone burned a Koran or something. Yeah, I don't uh, at a at a jail cell or something like that. So they were all up in arms. We did some bad shit over in Afghanistan. Like, yeah. The thing is, like the Taliban, like from what I've read and what I've heard, is they kind of didn't like sit back and if it was fighting season, like they were pretty pretty nasty, man. I heard they could really get after it. Mm-hmm. I mean. You know, and then to f- add a little fuel to the fire, dude, I figure they kind of take that shit personally, you know, that's kind of the deal. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the the whole, like, did you ever look at the story behind uh, the snipers, the recon sniper guys with the bodies? Uh, I don't know the whole story. I, I remember it was a uh, back in the, like in the States when they were talking about it, all they talked about was like the legal issues and shit. I don't know. Yeah. So like, I didn't know anyone personally or anything. I just watched one of the guys who was involved that someone did an interview with them and uh basically they were out on a, i think the way the story was they were out on a patrol doing almost like a body recovery thing for one of their friends who got blown up by an ied yeah and they took their friend's body parts and put them in like trees like hanging all like booby trapped so they booby trapped the dead marines body parts wow so when they found the guys who did it, needless to say, they were pretty pissed off. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, that doesn't suit the stateside narrative, though. You know what I mean? Like nobody's going to tell yeah. that story. Like that's a that's a story you're not going to hear about. Yeah, the one the one guy that I listened to, he uh, he had I think he just he like passed away too, not like from self inflicting wounds or anything, like anything like that, but it was like uh, he had like he got cancer or something. Like, I don't know. Yeah, but it was pretty wild. I looked for it to one day to try to show someone, but I couldn't find it anymore. Dude, so very yeah. like Marines are like a, a good breed of fucking war fighters. You know what I mean? Like it takes mm. a lot for us to do dumb shit. It really yeah. does. Like I, I, I get like Marines have done some like pretty unethical things in battle, but there's usually a pretty intense catalyst behind it. I, I would just say that, you know, I, I'm not prepared to say like we've been perfect our whole fucking 200 plus years of war fighting, but 
You know what I mean? Like, like the stories behind some of the shit, like you remember the Haditha thing and like those guys were in some pretty intense scraps with like hardcore insurgents. Like they didn't just like walk into a village one day and decide to fucking rape and pillage. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like th- those guys had been fighting pretty hard, like for a while. Like there's a time where you, you sort of get dehumanized, man. Like, and then, you know, bad shit starts to happen. Like that's a failure of leadership for not pulling those guys out. You know, you got to get them out of there when that kind of shit happens. In my opinion, well, was it the army or the Marines with uh melee Vietnam? That was army, I think, but yeah, army. that's one of the, that's like one of the biggest, uh, worst, war atrocities i think the u.s has ever committed isn't it if i remember remember right yeah it's it's pretty bad there's a whole village i know that but i mean those guys were subjected to some pretty intense and bad things like time after time you know what i mean time after time after yeah time like um i don't know man i'm just saying like people are quick to jump on stuff like that without really getting to the the story of it all you know well like back with vietnam did you ever read uh on killing yeah yeah, that's a good yeah so he talk he talks about that yeah. how they didn't have any r and r at all Mm-mm. and even when you got time off the front line oh they just put you in like the back of the line and right. then you went right back to the front of the line there was no break right with vietnam at all yeah, the way so. they, dude the way they used to run things back then was wild man it's, yeah it's so so different from from how we do it now you know that's mm. man i mean fuck dude i man when i see like vietnam vets dude i just like I don't even, I mean, I, just, I have a hard time even talking with them sometimes just because of like what they were subjected to, how people treated them, you know what I mean? Like, it's so hard. Like, it's just like, and those guys like suffered there and here. So like, we have it better, you know, like it's, dude, it's, yeah. it's wild to me. Like, um, Dave, do you remember Ken? Yeah. Lorenz. Yeah. 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 He, he got blown through the roof of the Jeep or something yeah. crazy and he would have flashbacks back in the day and then i feel kind of bad about it now but when we were in high school we would always do this winter retreat up to like cabins and stuff yeah we'd yeah um, mattresses in the main area and we do pro wrestling and he would participate dude was probably like six four but like his back he was stiff as a board yeah hbk <laughs> was big then so we called him fbk which flashback ken <laughs> we would all chant it and he'd go yeah <laughs> i'm like uh now i feel like yeah you don't, guy, piece of shit. you don't know what you don't know man you know you don't know yeah, what you don't yeah, know. yeah. it's like <laughs> i don't know man yeah it's dude I, man it's so uh it's hard to even like really wrap your mind around like what people did to those guys you know like when you hear the yeah. stories and stuff like yeah. imagine if our generation can you imagine like how we'd all feel if our generation was treated that way I like look at John McCain even. How was he a function? Like how was how did he function normally? Well, I don't. I, I mean, that's After the thing. All, I'm not. I'm not 100 sure that he did. I think. I think they bro. probably did a really great job of hiding a lot of that. That fucker bro. McCain couldn't even pick his arms up, dude. Right. Was, yeah. You know that guy was hung like by the you know with that board like through his shoulders like that dude's yep. shoulders don't even work. You know. Right. Not, like if you ever saw him shake hands like. He couldn't yeah. pick his fucking arm up, dude. It was unreal. Yeah, man. How 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 do you? I, I don't I, I don't know, man. How I would be a madman? I know that. Well, I, I, I would mean, be like a congressman or whatever the whatever the hell he was. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't know, dude. He was a well, he's a senator. He was a insanely successful senator. It's shocking to me. Yeah, ran president. No big deal. 
like how any of these guys had like a normal life, dude. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I just, I know we have it way better, you know, I mean, way, way better oh, yeah. than that generation, man. I'm, and, you know, you gotta, I just try to thank him anytime I see him, dude. Cause I just, it's unreal to me what people put him through. Yeah. Uh, Dave, what are you doing now, man? Are you a cop? Yeah, I am. Uh, I've been I, doing it. I remember Tony, you mentioned it, but what do you, yeah. Yeah, when I well when I got out of the Marines, I did I bounced around a little bit. I did uh my one buddy who he was working for Patterson UTI drilling company. It was a oil and gas field business thing. So I went and worked on a rig for about about a year. Uh and then they went from fifty-five rigs in the Appalachia area down to eleven. So they were just cutting people left and right and Holy I was shit. pretty low on seniority. So. Yeah. When did went from that? Then I started actually working where our dad works at. Uh, it's like a mine safety appliance, MSA. They make gas. They make. I think they made our gas mask for the Marines. Wow. They make yeah, they did. And, yeah. Even, uh, Coon, even if you look on any like hard hat, you may come across most of them are MSA. Yeah. Yeah. They blew up after uh, 9-11. Yeah. yeah. I bet. Well, they yeah. they broke out with Kevlar's and they were making MTVs. Nice. And then yes, but uh, no, I did that for maybe a year and realized that if I stayed there, I was probably going to jump off a bridge because I just hated it so much. I get it, man. Totally get so, it. So yeah, I started doing I started doing school during the day and working at night and averaging like three or four hours of sleep, maybe not even, and got a that sucks, man. Yeah, I got enough credits. Uh, for uh, I think it was like 61 credits, which is what a lot of departments ask for around here. Right. If you don't have like an associate's degree or 61 credits, yeah. So I got that and then went to the academy full time nice. and somehow survived off the GI Bill with a wife and two kids. I don't know how that happened, but yeah. Wow, what yeah, uh, was, what, what level are you like, city, town? What, what like, what? Are, no, nah, so Pennsylvania's kind of fucked up. So it's it's yeah. a Commonwealth state. Okay. And we have the literally I think in the country we have the most police departments because every little borough mm. has a like and it could be like a square mile town. They have their own police department. Well wow. yeah, it's like Manor and Jeanette, they probably have two, three guys, but they got their own it's like yeah, but Jeanette has like fifteen dudes, but like, yeah, Penborough, Penborough has one. Tony, it's uh, wild. It, it's really, really, really tiny. So even my department now, we just hired a uh, eighth guy full time, but we have six part timers or oh, something yeah. like that. That's crazy. Yeah, so it's it's so technically I'm on a municipal. We call it municipal police. It's borough police. Okay. Wow. My buddy's uh, a my buddy's a cop in Harrisburg. I don't know where you guys are compared to Harrisburg, but that uh, was, about four hours. It was, it's pretty pop. So it was, when we were at, I was stationed Quantico. It was my last duty station. Tony, you obviously been through there. It was yeah. real popular for those guys to just walk off the base and go to like Prince William County because mm. they were obviously they were it was in the same county, so they were picking Marines off the base, you know, as best they could. And like kids that were from the Northeast, they would just, you know, eventually transfer up. It's we, just, we actually, we had a canine dude when I was in Quantico. Uh, he was still in the Marines, but he was like almost doing like a, like in uh 
internship or something with oh. I think it was with what oh, was dude, the I, place you called? Prince William. Prince William County. Yeah, they would yeah. so yeah, there's nothing wrong with you. Uh so like I my buddy when I was an instructor at the schoolhouse, he was an instructor. He this I don't know how this motherfucker survived, dude. I would catch him sleeping in his truck all the time. Like <laughs> he just had to sleep whenever he could, but he would come to work, he would do uh instruction at the schoolhouse as a marine MP, but he was a he was like a town a county sheriff. Like fucking full time. Like, you know, he had he had a couple uh families worth of kids that he was supporting and not, you know, a lot of child support, you know what I mean? So the dude had to have second income, but how he managed uh dude, law enforcement careers, man, to be able to try to balance like a second job at this it's like near impossible. Um, yeah. So I don't know, man. Our department, we have a policy that you can't you can't work in any other type of job uh, that holds law enforcement capacity. That makes sense. I mean, it makes total sense. Yeah. But like the last department that I worked at, which was a lot more bumping than this department. Yeah. Uh, we had Duquesne. one of the, what's that? Duquesne. Yeah. Duquesne. One of the uh, sergeants worked in Duquesne. And then he also worked in uh, Rankin, which is, I know you have no idea where that's at, but Tony knows it's just as, just as bad. Yeah, yeah, that's well, that's a, that is a little strange if you're working like cross towns. You know, if you're a cop in one town sometimes, and a, you know, yeah. that's a little weird. Most well, cops, the money, the money is just bad. Yeah, well, I mean, cops. I think that's what people don't realize is cops don't really make money unless they're working overtime. You yeah, know, that's when that's where law enforcement money is is good. Um, mm. That's why you see like a lot of cops on their off time. They're like security for events their security for clubs their security for whoever needs it you know um mm -hmm. yeah man i mean yeah cops got to work probably what 70 or more hours a week i would think to get a pull a pretty healthy paycheck i mean i, I mean it it depends where you're i mean so the only good thing about and i don't know i don't have too many friends in other states that are policemen but uh the only good thing with pennsylvania is it's almost like a bidding war like because the numbers are so low right now there's nobody in the academies yeah at least around here there's there they I think my academy had 20 to 25 people in it yeah, uh, yeah. That's the funny. academies before then would have like 40 so that's what i think that's what society at large i don't think really understands dude you can't you can't shit on police defund yeah. them and expect good people to come and be cops yeah, like the whole idea behind this is baffling to me. Like, it doesn't. People don't realize how ridiculous this whole idea is. Like, uh, yeah, I, it's just it, it doesn't make any damn sense. You want good quality people, you got to pay them. You want good mm -hmm. quality people that go out on the streets and like actually provide like crazy good services, you got to train them. All that costs loads of money. People don't like. Oh man, you can't. I don't know, dude. It's insane <laughs> to me. It drives me nuts, dude. Cause like, I, you know, dude, I, Tony, you know what it's like being an MP. It's like, you're sort of in, you're sort of out really not a big yeah. deal because like I get Marines, like can be a rowdy bunch, but kind of not as bad as like some civilian who's got literally nothing to lose, you know? So I, yeah, I, I think it's different because we were just as rowdy as them. Yeah. Just not while we were working. <laughs> like most of the time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, most of the time, like if we if we apprehended someone, usually we were partying with them like by the next weekend. <laughs> you just would run into. Them. I mean, like that doesn't you know, like civilian law enforcement. I think in that regard, it's far more dangerous. There's a lot more 
Um, especially like we were in Okinawa, man. We knew nine times out of ten they didn't have any weapons or yeah. they might have like a little knife. Or, you know, it's just different, man. Um, so I, I, I have like a lot more respect now than I ever have for civilian law enforcement. People don't realize like what they're asking with, you yeah. know, you know, if with these movements and all this shit that they're, I'm not saying cops can't be better, man. It's just like, it's just wild to me. Like, you know, man, and it sucks when one fucking ship cop fucks it up for everybody else too. Yeah. And yep. believe it, believe it or not, there is a lot of shit cops. If you haven't figured that out. <laughs> well, yeah, there are. I mean, that's the unfortunate thing, but I mean, again, it's like, like you're saying, there's so many departments, you know, like, and they all have different funding levels. They all have different, like, like somewhat different standards, maybe at this place or that place. Like, I think um, a lot of people probably don't realize they actually came out and said like that, you know, this jerk that fucking killed George Floyd or whatever, or at least was around his body. When, I don't know if they've proven that he killed him or not. Like that technique that he used was in their training manual. Yeah. Odds are that cop's probably going to walk because, it, you know, that's something at some point someone taught him. I don't agree with it. I, I mean, I think it's pretty, it's pretty obvious. Like you don't put your fucking knee on someone's neck. Like I've, I've never, ever been taught that. Yeah. Apparently he was like, there's a good chance he's going to get off, you know? Well, like, I mean, I don't know. Cause you guys go through cuffing and all that kind of stuff through your MP. Yeah. Okay, so I tell you about the, uh, positional asphyxiation. That's like the first thing. And I was an instructor. That's the first thing you talk yeah. to people about. Like, you handcuff someone if they're on their if you do a felony stop and they're on their chest or stomach, you handcuff them and you roll them over. Like immediately them immediately yeah. get them over to their side and then get them up if you can. Yeah. Like so. when your arms are behind your back, you can't you can't breathe, especially if you're on the you know what I mean? Like while you're on the ground. Like you're already not breathing well. If you put more body weight on it, your odds are you're gonna you're gonna fuck them up. I yeah, mean, especially. I don't even I don't understand how they would anyone would teach that. Yeah, so I mean, I get. I mean, I understand. Maybe if he was being, if he wasn't being compliant, but even then, it's like. Right. So, yeah. have you seen the full length video? Like, has that circled around sort of the law enforcement community yet? So i I used to watch all that, and now, like, I haven't even watched the news probably in. I think it's best that people not nine ten months. I, don't, I I finally stopped, man. I I had to, you know, I used to like I've said it a bunch when I was in, I was blissfully ignorant. Like I just wanted to be a Marine and like do Marine shit and, and not care who like was telling us sort of where we were going or what we were doing. Um, mm. and I started this fucking podcast and I started paying <laughs> it fucking, I had to shut it off, dude. I can't, I can't, I just can't watch it. Like we're, you know, it's, you can't find anything that's just fair. You know, there's nothing yeah. that's just fair anymore. So it's not yeah. worth, it's not worth watching, man. It just fucks with you too much. Yeah. I mean, it's it, obviously the last topic of discussion every time we're in the department is police brutality and COVID. Yeah, for sure. So it's like, I get enough of it just being yeah. at work. You know, how's the, how's the COVID situation been for you? Like out on patrol and shit. For me, it's, I've came across one person that I know that, or that they knew that they were positive. Um, to be honest, I don't wear a mask that often. Uh, if I'm doing my, cause my mindset on it is for, for me, it's almost a officer safety thing. If I start tussling with somebody and the mask goes over my eyes, I get it. Totally get it. Or if I'm wearing my actual, like I have contacts in, but if I wear my glasses, it'll fog them up fogs them up and how am I supposed to draw my 
firearm, you know? Yeah, yeah so, no, I get it, man. Totally get it. And we speak to a lot of people who are hard of hearing yeah. and I mumble a lot as it is. So if I have a mask on, people can't hear goddamn word I'm saying. So I, dude, I'm a huge personal choice kind of guy. Like I don't hate on people who wear masks. I don't hate on people who don't wear masks. Yeah. I think it's a personal choice, but I mean, you've, you've just brought up a shitload of reasonable reasons why someone in your profession wouldn't wear a mask. You know, I mean, obviously like if you're going into a more known environment, sure. You could probably throw it on, but I mean, I don't know, man. I just don't, I think everybody's made it into such a big thing. It's so weird to me. Like, yeah, like we, so my department is very, uh, it's very Mayberry, a lot of rich white people. So Fair enough. we, uh, we go to great bakery, great bakery. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's actually been on like world food network shows and stuff like that. Sure. So I'm very fortunate to work there. Yeah. Um, we get, we get paid substantially well for what we actually have to deal with, which is a lot of times almost nothing. Yeah. So, but we go to a lot of EMS calls right. and we have two, yeah, two senior nursing homes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if I'm going in there, I'm putting it on just cause I may have already had it. We all think we already had it at one point, Yeah. yeah. but I'm not going to put someone's grandma or. Yeah, dude. The, so, I mean, that's obviously, um, ripe for fucking covid like wildfire in in places like yeah so that's that's been my issue with the whole thing is like fairly quickly we kind of identified who was really at risk and 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 we just mass fucked with everybody anyways like uh, i don't really understand you know the reasons behind it and then it it really kind of depends on what state you're in you know yeah i mean there was an officer right next to our jurisdiction that uh he did just go into the hospital with COVID symptoms no shit. and tested positive. And he actually now has, they found uh blood clots around his lungs. Yeah. It's a fact, well, I mean, it, it's, it's a real thing. It's obviously affecting people differently. That's the surprising thing about the, the whole deal. Like, you know, I just, yeah. um, we took, I took my daughter for her test yesterday. Her, uh, her best friend is like asymptomatic positive. And, and it, it came apparently from her best friend's grandmother. So we've been, I'm on like, I don't know, day eight or nine of a 10 day, like self-imposed quarantine. Just kind of, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we don't have shit going on any fucking way, but I mean, so we don't have to go out, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, do the right thing or whatever. But yeah, I took her for her test, like no symptoms. None of us have any symptoms. Like, um, I've said a bunch, dude. I'm pretty sure my daughter, my oldest daughter, Kaya had it back in February. Like we were fucking traveling all over the place, dude. We were like, you know, we were overseas and we were in Florida. Like we flew out of Florida and they announced <laughs> people died of COVID. We're like, Oh fuck. And she was, she's the sickest I've ever seen. One of my kids, kids be, you know, we, it's, uh, we, had, a, we uh, had a lot of dudes at work around January, February. Yeah. That we're just tits up, right? All it, of a sudden. Yeah. Just yeah. run down. Didn't know what was going on. Couldn't figure anything out. And then, you know, what in March. So like, obviously when, I mean, it's like, you never really know, but people start kind of connecting the dots and shit, you know, like, like, holy fuck, dude, I was sick as fuck back then, you know? And like, and and then like, I don't want to be like, oh, you're just jumping on the fucking COVID train. (laughs) Kind of like, you know, I mean, you almost wish like, fuck, I wish I just had the shit knew I had it and then I could just be done with it. You know? Um, yeah. 
but that's what I'm, I'm pretty sure I got it. I felt that way around that time. And, you know, I've been fine since I, and granted we don't really do much. I go to work, I come home, I might, mm. you know, go to the beer distributor or two, but <laughs> it stopped there yesterday. <laughs> I don't, um, I don't know, man. I, if, if I got it, like fucking so be it, dude. It just like kind of is what it is, man. I mean, I think at some point everybody's kind of got to get a little bit of it. If like, like, flu, I, if yeah. to like go away, you know, or mm. like, you know, for us to like sort of adjust to it. But my only, issue with the whole, my only issue with the whole thing is the information has just been so fucked from the yeah. thing. And you know, now, like now I'm starting to see, like, depending on where you try to look for, and I, I haven't in a while, but, it seems to me like you can't get um, regular sick anymore. You just get COVID sick. Like there's no, there's nothing else out there anymore. It's just COVID. So, yeah. Some, some people are just going straight on to two weeks of leave from work just because they have a cough. Right. Or like they're, they're got like somewhat of a slight temperature. And no one's going to say shit. <laughs> you know? They're not, they're not even testing them. They're yeah. just like, Oh, you have that. I'll just go home for two weeks. Right. Yeah. They won't test if they don't have symptoms because of the amount yeah. of tests and all right. that crap. Yeah, so I mean, I was lucky. Like, I I just said, hey, my daughter was like directly exposed to someone who we know is positive. She doesn't have any symptoms. I just want to test to get her back in school. But out here, like in Utah, we don't have like a, a super high population of people. So I mean, I think they're, if anything, they're probably just testing whoever they can. Just to, you know, it's all a numbers game at this point. And now there's there's funding attached to it, right? So that changes that changes yeah. absolutely everything. I mean, and you know, right, wrong, or indifferent, it just kind of is what it is, man. You know. But then do you look at Florida? Florida's like yeah. wide open now, I heard. Wide the fuck open. Oh yeah, yeah, they're not they haven't they're they're almost exclusively like totally back to normal. I'm sure people yeah. are wearing masks if they want, but I mean I heard they're having like block parties and shit. I know, like they're, they're not doing I don't believe they're doing anything different from like pre COVID, you know? Mm-hmm. That's that, Florida, maybe. Austra- <laughs> Australia did something. I think someone told me Australia did a like a no no bullshit lockdown for three they weeks. They did. It was way longer than that. Actually, it was like a hundred. It was a hundred and one days. Yeah. So it, they did, they did that. Yeah. But then they never had another case, right? They never, yeah. They're, they're. I know they're having like concerts and shit now, right? So New Zealand, New Zealand was real hard out of the gate, and they were doing pretty well. I think they've had one or two little pops here, and then Australia, I think, is doing pretty good. But yeah, mm-hmm. like, but Australia was. They did what amounts to the most severe uh, lockdowns out there. I think mm. they did a three-week, like, fucking no dice, don't move at all kind of thing. And then for 101 days, I guess they had some pretty severe stuff. I mean, we just we don't live in a country that's going to allow for that, man. We just don't. No, not yeah, at all. That's not our mentality, man. Um, I don't no, know. we have all the essential, which includes me. No big deal. Essential <laughs> workers. Yeah. That's a, that's something that pisses me off too. Like, isn't your job essential to you paying your bills, whoever you are? You know, like I don't, <laughs> dude, I don't know, man. I just don't like. Who the fuck is anyone in our government? You know, these asshats are going to get paid no matter what. Not one of these motherfuckers have missed a check, but they're telling people you're essential. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, dude. Like, I'm I'm a little, I, I'm surprised. I don't think that's like a political statement. I don't think that's a left or a right statement or anything. I think that's just a human fucking decency. Like, motherfucker, like, I, yeah, dude, I got a job, man. I got a family <laughs> to fucking feed. Like, who the fuck are you to say I'm essential or not? Like, it's shocking. I, dude, never in my life. 
never in my life did I think they would just uh, someone in government would decide like <laughs> who should who should work and who shouldn't. Like what the fuck is like 1984. Yeah, right. I mean, dude, I, I'm ah. <laughs> I'm up over this stuff, dude. It's just like because it like I try to be as a middle of the road type of dude as best I can, man. But some of this shit is just fucking ridiculous, dude. Get fired up. <laughs> I don't know, man. So you haven't you haven't tested positive though out on patrol or any of that stuff? Like I haven't tested. I mean, fair enough. Can't, now, can't positive if you don't get the test. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, he'll, I don't have the clap, so. <laughs> oh, they give me a shot of penicillin and I walk out. So I don't know. Fair enough. <laughs> but I mean, Tony, he'll attest to that. We never went to the hospital growing up. No, nah, well, I went when so. my appendix burst because I was dying. Well, yeah, but even like <laughs> when I broke, like when I would break a bone, like my mom would make me wait like a week. She's like, oh, it's probably just sprained. And I'm like, it's the size of a fucking softball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, gee, they, they, uh, that's because Johnny was first. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he would complain and complain. And then the one time I walked in, like there was a crack in the door and he was crying. I was like, dad, I think he, uh, actually broke his arm. <laughs> 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 so they took him to the hospital and he did. But yeah. I mean, that, but I mean, like, so we, I've never just like gone. Yeah. And, for any, you know, um, so. No, dude, I was the same way. I mean, you just, it wasn't something you did unless you absolutely had to do it, you know? Yeah. Uh, it was just like, in, in, a, in a lot of people's, it was kind of just back then, sort of a waste of time. But I also mm, drank yeah. out of like, I, I drank out of water hoses, like attached to right. homes. Like, still do. <laughs> I, built, <laughs> I, built normal, I built normal natural immunities like regular yeah. humans do. But, you know, yeah. we don't live in a world like that anymore. Like, everything, all that shit's like frowned upon now. Mm. Well, I mean, yep. <laughs> fuck me. I don't know, dude. Things times are changing, fellas. <laughs> times are changing, dude. Like, Ugh. I'll tell you what. I, I there's days I just want to like, just want to beat the shit out of my son just to toughen him up a little bit. Like, <laughs> you know, like why do you think my little brother's so tough? <laughs> Six years younger than me, eight years younger than my older brother. There you go. Yeah. That, oh yeah. That probably that was probably tough. Tough coming up, huh? Uh, it was all right. I felt, did I tell you that I have the boxing gloves that used to beat the shit out of me with the big <laughs> puff? Ah, they had the big padding on it, right? Yeah. There's no, there's no padding. There's no. You padding. get a few punches and the padding separates. <laughs> I found them. I start crying. You have to let him punch you. And be like, oh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. Why? That's what Y and Emma have now. So, oh, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My uh, my daughter, my middle daughter Chloe, and my son were on the trampoline one time, and my son came walking in, like holding his eye. <laughs> and Chloe, came in, <laughs> Chloe came in behind him. She's like, "We were playing UFC." I'm like, <laughs> "You're like, come give me a hug. This is great." You know? but, yeah, you don't really have a leg to stand on there. No, I just <laughs> just kept my mouth shut and let them, uh, you know, let them figure. The, I just let them sort that shit out on their own. You know, keep it I, moving. I, I expose my kids to a lot of violence. <laughs> through sports and stuff so well like my daughter said that she wants to get in karate and i'm like no i'm like if you're gonna do anything i'm gonna get you in jujitsu yeah she's strong too and so she was rolling i say rolling but she was play fighting with her cousin last night jackson which is he's like i think he's nine nine now nine or ten but she's only six yeah 
and he's like kind of trying kind of not it, she's like taking his back and like pulling him to the ground and i'm like i'm like jackson are you trying he goes no not really i'm like just try i'm like i'm telling you to try if she gets hurt it's okay i'll <laughs> say it's my fault so he said he wasn't trying but you could tell like he was trying to give it to her a little bit yeah she was still like sneaking out of stuff pulling him down on the ground like she's pretty <laughs> she's, she's pretty no, wild she's, she's built for that she's yeah. a monkey man yeah. she, she's younger i'd say four or five mm-hmm. she would crawl up on me right playing with uncle tony i'm like all right and you couldn't get her off you yeah i'd like, do her doing pull-ups before yeah yeah so i think uh i think it's a great sport for everyone to be in especially women in my opinion yeah yeah uh, yeah it's like it's like it's low contact ish it's like low contact contact sport like you don't necessarily have to worry about like too many concussions i know there's some throws and stuff like that but it, you know probably probably pretty avoidable maybe a few clashes of heads but i mean mm-hmm. you know, it's just like the self-defense aspect of it the obviously i'm just a, a big time martial arts guy i just love it man. Well, I mean, keep it keeps it keeps them humble too yeah oh yeah Yo, so. getting choked out will change your life. <laughs> like, <laughs> it'll change. It'll change everything about how you know, especially like <laughs> when someone who's smaller than you and like has some skills and fucking you know, ends you for a couple seconds. Like you're gonna have to rethink some shit. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it it just is what it is, man. I mean, I think it's a great sport. I I think uh, more people should get into it. it I think it, it's growing. I mean, yeah. oh, for sure. What what do you guys do? You guys do much uh, like grappling style training in your department at all, or is it so, more on you to do it? It's it's more on us again because like if we our department like I said is so small, so there's no there really is no or it's not true. There there's defensive tactics yeah, is what not. they call it. Um, it's basically like McMap, yeah, like a tan belt almost, right. Um, and you learn it in the academy, but then after that, it's like, you know, okay, you're good. Yeah. Like that's the thing people don't realize, people don't realize that there's really not ever. They think like all cops are like jujitsu superstars. Like, Oh, why didn't you just, uh, why didn't you just approach that suspect and throw him on the ground and submit him? Like, well, it actually doesn't work that way, you know. Like, yeah, it doesn't yeah. work that way. Like, and it, and it's it, it's on a cop to be better, you know. Yeah, our instru- our instructor was he's actually uh, certified to teach jujitsu and everything. He he right. practices he does it himself, and he uh, I just spoke to him not that long ago. He left the gym that he was at, and he he had a, he opened up his two car garage nice. into a jujitsu gym. Yeah, like mats, pull up bars, punching bat, all this shit. And I'm like, well, when are you gonna let me know so I can come over and because I need I need to polish up a little bit. Well, I mean, it's like people don't again like the general public doesn't realize like if you want cops to train, you got to pay them. It's yeah, part of their job. It's part of their work. So I mean, guys who go out and seek this training on their own, they're doing that on their own accord. Yeah, and, you know, there are some people that are into that training lifestyle and everyone has seen the cop that obviously is not, you know, like mm-hmm. they're just, they're just showing up every day in their patrol car, like waiting to retire, you know, and you know, they, yeah, they're uh, over or whatever, but you know, they're not chasing suspects down anytime soon. They're uh CPOs, not 
COPs, right. career police officers, not cops. Right. Yeah. But I mean, every career has that. It's just sometimes pretty obvious, you know, in, uh, in law enforcement, man, I don't, I don't know. I don't, dude, I, I don't know what happened. Like why people think the shit they think, dude, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's happening in society these days, boys. Social media. <laughs> I, well, I mean, I've, yeah, I've said that a bunch too. I, I believe. Yeah. Everyone has a platform now. Yeah. What is it? What do they call it? Civic journalism. I mean, I guess <laughs> I, I should probably keep my mouth shut though. because I, I'm kind of like a media person too. I guess in a way, like, <laughs> you know, yeah, but I, I rail on this. I rail on this shit all the time, but I use it to put my message out. Tomatoes, <laughs> like, eh. <laughs> tomatoes. What do you got? Let's go ch- yeah. hypocritical, I guess, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, but we like <laughs> we like it, so keep doing it. So it's okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. I don't know, dude. Fuck. Uh, what's dude? What's uh? What's the news? Well, I mean, you said you don't really watch the news, but what's like the whole election shit like in Pennsylvania right now? Uh, the, I get the only news I even get is notifications on my phone. Yeah. And then, um, I saw that I think Pennsylvania is going for electoral vote now and not, is that what's happening, Tony? I, I believe so. But the biggest issue is governor Tom Wolf getting fucking COVID. So we're about to be shut down. Well, then it, it then it said he just tested negative. I just got a notification right before we started. Dude, you can you could test positive like it depends like do you hear about Elon Musk? Like he he tested positive twice and negative twice. Same situation, four times, same nurse, whole deal in the same day. It's ridiculous. Well, he's an a, he's an alien, so he's look at that dude. Yeah. That that dude's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't I don't think it's I just don't I don't know, man. I I don't know how accurate all this shit is. I don't think anyone knows, you know? That's nobody the, knows. That's the problem with it all. And when you compare this one to like all the other pandemics, like it's kind of not a big deal. Like it's just not oh, like compared to the, like the black fucking plague. You mean like Spanish, like I saw Spanish I, flu. Spanish flu. I saw one. It was like yeah. Spanish flu. Obviously like we're a hundred years removed from that. Technology is better. But to be honest, like from what I read with the ventilating, you remember early on when they're like, Oh, we need a fucking ventilator. We got to put everybody on a ventilator. Like that killed people that actually yeah. killed motherfuckers. Like, Dude, if you put a person on a ventilator, odds are they're not coming off that motherfucker. Like, yeah. I think they were too quick. I mean, I, again, you don't know what you don't know, but I think I think they were doing shit that was too fast. Like, yeah, that's just me. I mean, nobody recovered off the iron fucking lung. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I, I, dude, that oh fuck. <laughs> like, this has been like such a big ask. It's it's changed everything, and it's like not. Even no one even really knows if it's a, is you know I just think in ten years we're gonna be like what happened like, you know like, yeah mm-hmm. well, I, know, I know like our local hospital they have seventy one seventy six people in there now they're actually they're expanding their COVID wing Dude, or whatever I, it's it's not fair to say that it's not real like people are getting sick and obviously yeah. people are dying like it, it it's it's obviously a thing. But they're not explaining it to people. I, I think in a, with enough real information, like the comorbidities, the high risks, all that. Like they're not they're not telling people all these things, you know. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we could but, look back on this as an ode to your buddy, uh, the Birdman Tommy, 
And it could just be like Britney Spears. It could just be like a few year thing. And then it's fucking gone. You know? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't know, dude, I just hope we capitalize on whatever silver linings are out there. You know, I think, um, a lot of people are going to be able to work from home. I think that's a good thing. If, you know, for a lot of the situation could change for people, I think it could bring back, you know, uh, some of the nuclear family issues that are, we're dealing with like around the country, like people's families could become closer, um, or split apart. (laughs) I think, um, we're going to learn a lot about, um, suicide rates. We're going to learn a lot about like re addiction rates. We're going to learn a lot about mental health uh issues i mean yeah the stats i think the post pandemic stats that are going to come out i think are going to be shocking compared to like what actually is happening with people who get sick so i don't yeah, know that, Dude, the psych great. the psych side of it's going to be very interesting yeah I'd, I'd be curious to know how long they're even how long it'll take them to even really crack that egg man i think that's probably a long time i think yeah. it's been going on for a long long time that's that's a scar that i think uh we're, you know, it's just, it's permanent, man. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't fuck that dude. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I'm, t- I'm, I'm tired of it. I mean, it's like, you can't even not talk about it. It's just so like, it's just, it is, it is, you know, it's just, yeah, <laughs> it is like, fuck dude. Like, and not like, and then, you know, I, I was pretty much clear and removed from it just sort of watching then like, you know, you send your kid to school, which I knew we were at risk of, you know, encountering this. And then it's a fucking domino effect. Dude. It's a wildfire. Once one kid, even remote, you think even kind of has it like all hell breaks loose, dude. It's like, yeah. it's like, fuck. So I don't well, know. I know. Like, so my daughter, uh, she's in kindergarten. They took a break from Thanksgiving to like December 1st or 3rd or something like that. So they had an extended, Right, break off, which actually makes sense because you know people are going to get together, yeah, and you know something's going to come from it, uh, whether or not it's positive or negative or whatever. You know it's going to happen. So, but then, um, their school is still going pretty strong. Yeah, and we've been both, we've been pretty good. Like, yeah, through this little quarantine, this little self-imposed like sort of ish quarantine we're doing. My kids were they're not actually missing school they're they're Mm -hmm. on you know they just switched over and then they'll go back so i'm not really worried about it like i don't i don't this is coming from a guy who got all his college education online (laughs) i don't think at that age online schooling makes any sense no Uh, i think i think there's a place for it like junior high-ish i think my oldest kid is like kind of okay with it um but no child should be going to kindergarten on a fucking computer screen in my opinion like it's just not the same man it's not even close it's just not the same so I mean, yeah, you need you need they need that social interaction. Again, that's the other issue is there's just no standard for any of this stuff. And I know states are different; uh, they have different situations. You know, they're you know obviously we're federalists, like states govern themselves. But even even like if you if you separate the states from blue to red, even the blue states don't really have like a uniform idea of how they're doing it, and neither do the no. neither do the red. Like they're all re- legitimately like doing their own thing. Yeah, uh, and it doesn't. It just doesn't add up. It doesn't amount to anything that that really makes any any sense, man. That's that's the issue. Oh, yep. I don't know, man. What uh, what's the future looking like? I mean, what are you are you staying? You're gonna do a whole career law enforcement kind of deal, or oh, as of yeah. now, unless I go out and I want to say shoot somebody that's not 
a certain person, but I mean, you know, it's just no like, I, yeah, you, no you never, but my, and my thing is like, I go to, I, I take it one, one day at a time. It's cause like I, I can go to work for a week straight and I'll get one call. Yeah. Like no shit. Like I'll show up, sit in my car, listen to podcast or watch YouTube. Right. Do my, make sure like I put on, like I put like 60 miles on the car and a, town that's 1.5 square miles oh shit uh so i'm not like i'm not technically not working yeah but i'm just, but or then like we go like my last night i was on this past week i almost shot a dog i had to put a tourniquet on a guy's hand because he almost cut it off with a saw um Ouch. all different all different it, it just comes in like spurts uh, that's where you so, got the orange tourniquet thing from the empties that's where I got the orange tourniquet, bright orange <laughs> tourniquet. Yeah. Wow. It's ridiculous. Right. Side story. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. It's wild that it, I mean, that's really the life of a cop though, isn't it? Like you just do it one day at a time. Cause you don't know, yeah. you really don't know. Like, dude, you could like wind up giving somebody the Heimlich and they not like how you gave them the Heimlich and like you could wind up on vacation. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, it, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm very fortunate where I work cause yeah. we act, there actually is a very positive, police like police resident involvement there like we had a pro we actually had a protest it was ridiculous i mean there was maybe it was a a bunch of like mid 40 50 year old karens out there and uh sounds a lot like like, but but they were coming by and we had an all call so we all had to be out there for because we didn't know what was going to happen because you never know right and uh they were like offering us water we're like, nope, we're good. Thanks. Yeah. Just do your thing and get the hell out so I can go home and sleep and come back in two hours for shift. Right. Yeah, like, dude, I mean it's like that's how Salt Lake was, right? Salt Lake has a history of like peaceful protesting. Um, and then fucking all of a sudden like shit just broke off here when that shit yeah. big. Like some dickhead got out of his car with a fucking bow and arrow. Did you see that? Oh, was that in Salt Lake? <laughs> yeah, dude. Like this and is he got swarmed. Somebody hit his car and he fucking went straight Hunger Games and they jumped his ass <laughs> and they beat the fuck out of him, right? Rightfully so. Like, hit a cat, motherfucker. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was it was the dumbest thing. I, who the fuck? Like, what do you think you're going to do? Uh, yeah, they jumped him and beat the fuck out of him, burned it, like, flipped his car, burned it, and then some girl took a shit on a police car and, <laughs> and it, like, all hell broke loose. And that's like, but that's not. Like, dude, like in my, in my business, like what I do, we were briefing like senior military officers here in the state. Like, yeah, we, they're going to protest. We think it'll be peaceful. It's always been peaceful. And then like, dude, an hour after we sent like our recommendations out, boom, it fucking Salt Lake City exploded. <laughs> we're like, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, like a few, a few years back, we had a, a teenager get shot. Well, he, yeah, he was in a drive by shooting. And he may or may allegedly may or may or not been the participant of the drive-by shooting. But long story short, officer shot him. Uh, And that was a town, a few towns over from where I was working at the time. So we responded to the call to look for the other guy who ran. The next day, I was back in that town for a protest. uh, And it was less violent than for some random guy that got killed a couple hundred thousand miles away. Yeah. It was a local teen who, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to Monday morning quarterback it or anything, but 
whether it should or shouldn't have happened. But uh, I just found it kind of mind blowing that like one of our local own is getting less of a response than, you know, and that may just me being. No. So from what, from my standpoint, the way that a lot of that went down, um, George Floyd, like it was an issue and a lot of people were upset about it. Rightfully so. I mean, because the initially everything, it was bad. And Mm -hmm. when they beam that right into your eyes, you're like, holy shit, that's pretty terrible. Like, yeah. And then what I noticed is what, what they started doing was just saying, yeah, George Floyd and this, you know, yeah. like from my town, like, and, and it could, it didn't matter if it was like five years ago, well, mm-hmm. you know, Hey, this happened. So we're going to piggyback off of how you did this to George. And that's what sort of spread it all over the country. Right. Like, I mean, but yeah, Salt Lake, it was interesting because it was, you know, a bunch of like pretty entitled young white liberals that have probably never experienced any type of oppression you know what i mean i don't i don't feel like you have to you didn't have to be you know african-american or whatever to like realize that hey maybe we could do something different here but yeah very it was very very interesting i would just say like the demographics of people that were out on the streets Mm -hmm. um, destroying businesses and uh lighting things on fire and you know it was just they're just opportunistic you know i i think the one that i was at that time i was talking about from a couple of years ago i think there was a, a group of anarchists that showed up yeah and you could tell them out because they skinny little white emo kids with black skin tight pants on right that, that's what that's how they were running around and uh oh, they have they so antifa or people who identify with Antifa, they have a profile man like, yeah so they definitely have a profile that sort of suits their <laughs> there there was a a canine officer who got dispatched a call while he was out with us and we had maybe about a hundred officers, local guys with us at that point yeah. decided it'd be a good idea to try to drive through the intersection that these people were blocking off. And then when they wouldn't move, he hit his, he bumped his whaler. Mm. Well, that just set him off. So they were throwing slushies at him oh, and they're, they're rocking the car and there's a canine in there too. So like she could have, it was about to get really bad. So we, cleared them out or backing them out and this little white girl wouldn't get out of the way she had her hood zipped up like kenny from south park <laughs> yeah. and i just grabbed her like this yeah. and picked her up and moved her over <laughs> i was like she's like fuck you pig and i'm like go the fuck home <laughs> and I was like, get the fuck out of here. but then i think what saved us was it, it pissed down rain for yeah. a good solid hour and yeah they're not they're not hard enough to stay out in the conditions you know they're not that yeah. i'm honestly dude like so that happened in Salt, that happened in Salt Lake too like it, it we don't get a lot of weather here it doesn't rain a lot but right in the heat of all this um we actually had our own shooting mm. uh, it was a hispanic kid like he had a gun he dropped the gun wound up getting shot like i saw the video i would say it's a pretty clear shoot you know uh but a lot of people were upset about it. they were fired up about all this other stuff and and uh it rained and no one showed up <laughs> So they yeah. obviously, you know, dude, they were pushing it online. Like, Hey, we're going to come and we're going to pro we're going to do this we're gonna do two days of rain. And no one, not a, not a nary soul showed up to protest. Like they're not that, they're not that convicted. No. Their convictions only go so far, man. Yeah. Like I was standing under an awning trying to keep dry a little bit. Cause after they broke up, there was no point for us to stand out there. Right. And I was standing under an awning with the same people that were standing in front of me on our line. Right. And I ended up just bullshitting with a couple of them. Like I was just like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like it's, I feel like a lot of it is obviously the mob mentality, you know, people, yeah. when the mob starts to break down, they'll, they'll stop being their, 
hyperinflated self, you know, they'll, they'll be whatever little docile mouse they actually are. Yeah. That's just, strength, strength in numbers. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I just feel like, you know, I, that's pretty apparent when you watch, when you watch back some of these videos, you're like, I bet that kid was like a fucking straight A student, probably, probably the most wholesome kid, you know, helps old ladies across the street and shit when he sees them. And then, you know, puts his skinny jeans on and comes out and acts all antifa and shit. Like, you know, <laughs> You know, yeah, if you threaten him with anything, he's gonna fold. Yeah, and then he or or call the cops. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. Like, oh man, I don't know, dude. <laughs> I just don't. I don't get it, man. You know, I, I remember. I just wish. Do you remember early the the video that came out from Baltimore, where that mother want, she went down to the protest and snatched her fucking son up and beat the brakes off that kid on the street? We need. Yeah. We need more of that. Yeah. You get more of that. These little stupid cunts, they won't be doing that. You know? It's like, dude, where are the moms that are willing to beat the shit out of their kids and, like, tell them, like, yo, you're fucking stupid. Like, you know, that's yeah. the thing is, like, all the stuff that happened, it set these towns and counties and, and cities back decades, like, mm. and they were destroying businesses that they claim they care about. So the whole narrative of all this is gone, man. I just didn't. I remember one of the initial things when they started talking about people being busted into Minnesota. Um in Minneapolis or whatever, there was this bar, I guess that was like, it was old and like everyone knew it. And if you were from there, it was like a place that it's basically untouchable. And mm-hmm. somebody, somebody lit it up. Somebody like right away on the first night lit it up. And they're like, there is absolutely no way that anyone from this city would have done that. And it, yeah. and mm-hmm. that's what started to spark some of these, like where are these protesters actually coming from? And I mean, I think they pretty much proved that, it wasn't really necessarily always the people, you know, from that place, like the precinct in Minneapolis or whatever. I'm pretty sure the people from that town probably did that, but like the, the bar that they all loved, I doubt they, you know, I, I I doubt they touched it. So it's, 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 I mean, it's, it's screwing up a lot. They even, like I said, my town's pretty, pretty slow. And by slow, I mean, we don't get a lot of calls. And I, I pulled over, I pulled over a black kid, probably my age. For, he burned a stop sign. Yeah, and burned come a up, stop sign. He skirted, ran a stop sign. Got it. That makes much more sense. So, no space. oh yeah, no, no burning or yeah, nothing like that. So, but I came up, I came up, and he's in a car by himself. It's like two in the morning. His hands are out the car already, like this. And I walk up, and I'm like, "Do you have any guns or weapons or anything in here?" He goes, "No." I'm like, "No hand grenades, launchers," and I give him a whole little spiel to try to ease him up and he goes no i'm like then put your damn hands back in the car <laughs> he starts crying and i'm like what are you crying for and I, i'm like i'm like it's all right man i'm like all you did was run the stop sign i'm like you, did you just kill someone no and i'm like then i don't have any major issue with you yeah. i'm like everybody runs stop signs i'm like it's not that big of a deal i'm like do you have your id yeah and then he's still like all like shaking and, and i'm like is this really this that, is, that, this is, that, that's their reality then. Yeah. This is what's going on now. Like yeah. I, I, I was, I was more, I got, like I didn't write him a ticket. I mean, cause I, I don't write a whole lot of traffic anyways. Yeah. Um, but people just need to know that you can't do certain shit. Yeah. But it's like, uh, but I was like, <laughs> I was giving him his ID back. I'm like, are you good? I'm like, are we okay? He goes, yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what else to tell you or, just pull you out and give you a hug if you want. Or <laughs> I'm like, but you can go. I'm like, you can go home, man. I'm like, that's that's it. And I'm like, 
I mean, that's your, that's your interaction with me tonight. I mean, I don't, yeah, dude, I don't, I mean, my thing is like, none of us, none of us, you know, I, I can't, I don't know what you grew up like. You don't know what he grew up like. No one really knows any of that. Like, mm. and you know, you don't know what he was taught, what he was told, if he was ever lied to. That's the hard part about all this. You know, you really, you never know. Um, mm. But yeah, I think a lot of this stuff is going to change, not just law enforcement, just people in general, like how you interact with people, you know, like, yeah. Um, and I don't think it's in a positive way. I think it's, if anything, it's just going to make, um, we're in a time where people need to be talking to each other to sort of get to the bottom of some of these issues, but everyone's afraid to talk to each other because we're so offended by fucking everything. Yeah. Like if you can't, if you can't be raw and real and talk, you're not going to get to the bottom of anything. You're just going to, you're going to lie to each other, man. It ain't worth it. You know? But yeah, I think that's what kind of saved me most of my career so far is I, I never do the whole, Good evening. My name is Officer Johnston. I'm with the blah 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 department. No, you, I have never, to, I, you have to be human. <laughs> yeah, I go up, and if it's like a young kid, I'll be like, "Hey, what's up, man?" Or if it's like a adult, I'll be like, "Sir, ma'am." Yeah. And I'd never take the RoboCop approach to anything because I've seen it get shut down so many so many yeah, times. No, I, I think uh, just being a normal human who happens to be a cop is probably a really good approach, man. Yeah, and so I, that's, think, I think some of that stuff's going to have to change. You know, I mean, obviously there are there are some places. You know, there's a reason why cops have done the things they've done, or how a department could get to the place that they get to, and that's based on the situation on the ground. But you know, I mean, I don't know, man. It's hard to again. You can't you can't Monday morning quarterback anything really. You know, mm-hmm. unless you're there. But yeah, it's just. Uh, I don't. I th- I, th- I think in the long run, I think we're going to be okay. Cause there is the people that I've seen coming out of the academies now. And like the people that I went through the academies with and not just like the veterans, a lot of them are operate like the way I do. Yeah. Like you're, you're a cop. Yeah. But you're still, you're not some robo cop. You're not going to go out and burn the town down and yeah. all this stuff. Like you don't tre- you don't tre- like this, they genuinely like want to be a cop and that's yeah. how you were. Yeah. Oh, dude. You if, if you're going, it's like it's like uh, post 9/11 veterans, man. Like if you joined yeah. 9/11, like you wanted to serve. Yeah. If you're, if you're if you're within the probably, I'd say I'd say post Ferguson. I'll go back. Ferguson is the reason why I stayed away from law enforcement after getting out of the military. It was just like this is this doesn't make sense, you know. Mm. Like I had already got a taste of it, and I'm like, ah, I don't think I want to mess with this, you know. But post Ferguson, if you've become a police officer, you really want to be a cop. Like yeah. you, you really want to be out there and, and that's a job that you thought you could actually make an impact on. Now, I mean, obviously there's some guys that probably are, are, have been on the force too long, maybe need to go away, you know, whatever. They're going to have that in every department, but I mean, well, that's, that's what I was getting to. Those guys are slowly going away. And if not yeah. slowly, even more quickly because they're half vested by this point or they're yeah. fully vested. Oh yeah, can, I mean they don't they don't want to deal with all this. There's a shit when you saw that rash of I'm not knocking cops, man, because they all had to make their own decisions. But when you saw that rash of early retirements and stuff, you gotta be you gotta think that these guys probably just needed to move on, man. If you know, yeah. and uh, and I don't have a problem with it. Good, right, wrong, or indifferent. Like, oh, you know, okay, man, you're obviously not as committed as you once were. Mm-hmm. You know, move yeah, on. I mean, every everyone gets burned out. Yeah, no, especially I mean, in that life, dude. And like. I don't, I don't think people 
the mass majority of people don't understand the reality of what it's like to to be a veteran, to be a cop, a fireman, an EMT. They don't they don't get it. Like you're you're subjected to a shitload of stress all the time. Mm. And like you need a break, dude. Like you you know, it just is what it is, man. People need a break. Uh, you know, I don't think uh, I think that's something departments need to do a better of better job of too. Is like give them give cops like quota time. No cop wants to be like an admin guy, but sometimes they could probably use it. You know. So yeah. like a month or two where they can do some admin work and not, you know, depending on, obviously depending on the, the operational tempo, like, you know, obviously in a department that's generally a little slower, like you'll probably, you'll probably be able to sustain that a little bit longer. Yeah. There's, you know, like you're talking about guys in LA that see more shit in a shift than some cops will see their whole career. Oh, absolutely. Those, some I mean, guys I need some time off, man, you know, my, la- my last apartment, I saw more and I think I was there like three or four months. And that's it. No, but I saw I, I saw more in three or four months, and I saw a lot of guys where I work with now. They're ever going to see. Yeah. I think you texted me. It was like day two or something. And you're like, "Well, saw my first dead body." It was like, "Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're in it." All right. Had a first homicide there. Yeah, had a lot was of that stuff. day one, day two. It was pretty uh, quick. The homicide came around July 4th. We were getting a lot of calls for fireworks. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, like, I think I'm a pretty good judgment, like, on whether or not it's fireworks or gunshots. Yeah. But we didn't even hear these at all. And they weren't that far. The the street that we got the call for wasn't that far away. It was an alleyway, rather. And we pull up there, and all we see is a sedan in the alleyway two doors open with his lights on mm. and we're like, shit. So yeah. <laughs> speed around, pull up in the other way, 14 year old kids in the back seat slumped over. Yeah. Uh, it was a drive drive by, but they were on foot. Mm. So they probably told the kids to meet us in the alley and they rolled up on them. There was like two or three shooters. <sighs> but hey, there, there wasn't any protest for them though. Yeah. Yeah, so, well, I mean, those apparently those lives don't matter, you know. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's a that's a one of the big stick I have with this whole thing is uh, self inflicted wounds. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I just think people people need to be human again, man. Like some somewhere along the line, like some some people or portions of our society have been like, you know, I don't know. We're all we're all divided and all. Yeah, I don't think it's as bad as people say, or we're maybe we're led to believe, but. Oh. It's 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 not it's not as bad. I'm I'm pretty firm believer in that. Just because the the news is going to push right or left, they're going to push whatever the hell is going to get them the better ratings. That's sort of been, that's been a pretty fascinating thing too. Is like I I sort of right after the election, I tried to switch networks. I downloaded that app because I heard Newsmax or whatever. Yeah. So everyone yeah. was <laughs> everyone was kind of pushing that, and I watched them for a little bit, and there that's like that's like the the most hyper conservative spin you'll ever see, dude. Like it's, it's CNN, but for right leaning people, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, so there, there is legitimately from, I can't find a source that's going to just say, Hey, this happened sort of make up your own mind. Like that, does yeah. not, that no longer from what I can tell exists. It just doesn't. I, I used to watch, uh, or watch, I just look up article, uh, the blaze. I don't even know if they're still around. Yeah, I get I I need to unsubscribe to them, but I get emails from them too. But they're they're pretty, I think, hyper conservative too. Are they? Yeah, they're yeah. all so the thing is like if you're in the media, 
they've all been forced to basically pick a side. And yeah. I, I mean, I don't think, um, I think it's just a product of how society's functioning right now with technology and, and information. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not, you're not going to find a niche of people that, um, will support you if you don't spin it. Yeah, absolutely. We're in a clickbait age, man. Like, you know, whatever. I remember I had a boss that was a prior journalist and she was like, if it, if in, like in the news, it was always like, if it bleeds, it reads. And you, you, you know, that's true. Everybody knows you like, you don't want to read like lame duck, boring, you know, squirrel on skis stories all the time. Like you want to know about all the, it's human nature to want to know about some of the most egregious shit that's happening. Uh, and I just think it's fucking gotten way out of control, man. So I'm, I don't know. Uh, I, I think I'm going to stay with just not watching news at all for <laughs> a little bit longer. Oh yeah, dude. I'm, 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 I'm on a, I'm on a hardcore hiatus, dude, for sure. Uh, I, I, I took it to like the, 12th degree i don't even watch i haven't watched a football game i haven't watched any sports i haven't watched anything well i'm just i'm just done with it i'm still watching sports i'm gonna watch the bills beat the brakes off the steelers on sunday (laughs) that might actually happen (laughs) i don't know dude i don't know man the steelers look good i mean a lot of drops going on but like i'll watch the games but i don't watch the i just stopped watching the beginning uh, yeah, in my well, thing, what, like, I just don't. I don't want any message. I don't want any messages. No messages. Well, that's what killed it for me. Is yeah. the the big, the first game of the season. I was geared up to watch it. Had my jersey on, everything. Right. Saw that they had actually the kid who I was talking about who did the drive by and then got shot by the police officer. Had his name saw, on a helmet, right? Had his initials on the helmet, yeah. and I'm like, yep not watching it and then i just haven't since and i and i and it, it sucks and it, i know it's a stubborn standpoint for me oh, but, okay. I, but it's like i it's they're having probably one of the best seasons they've had in i don't know how many years okay to i i just don't care yeah. honestly i would say it's okay to take a break and you know I, one one good thing that came out of that is villanueva he actually helped a kid get uh reviewed for like a medal of honor man he yeah, well, he's always he's always been. Well, he's a, yeah, he's a ranger. I mean, he's you know yeah. he's always been kind of a standout on the Steelers for kind of staying respectful. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, I don't know, dude. I just stopped watching the beginning of any sport. I don't watch the early initial part. The only initial part I'll watch is when the, I watch a lot of rugby these days. And uh, yeah. <laughs> the All Blacks, I watch the Haka. That's all I watch because it makes me want to run uh-huh. through a fucking brick wall. Uh, oh yeah. But like I, you know, there's no no virtue signaling. There's no um, rugby did some stuff for like COVID uh, first line workers, and and it was very tastefully done, and I was cool with that. But I'm very much like I don't want any messages, man. I just want to watch sports, dude. I want my sports to disconnect me from all the other shit. Some normality. Yeah, dude. Like, fuck, man. Can't I mean? It's it just you know, it's just overrun everything, you know. So. I get it, man. I think everybody, everybody's going to take a break. And, you know, here's the thing is people like you that have, have gone on a hiatus, though, uh, it's going to fuck with the almighty dollar, bro. And eventually they're going to change their policies. I think they've already said they've had, like even the NBA folded almost immediately. Yeah. You know, I they- mean, it, it could, it couldn't. And I'm at the point where, and I, I, that's the other thing. Like, I don't preach it. Like, I don't go out and verbally be like, oh, I don't watch them at all like i don't go out and just say that to just anybody well, who's ever a, talking yeah, about it's it a, it's a choice it's a choice yeah, yeah. 
And so I don't give a shit if it fucks with their dollar or not. It's just, to me, it's like, if I have the choice to sleep on Sundays because I work Saturday nights or wake up early and watch the Steeler game, I'm going to sleep. Yeah. It's definitely not as worth the trouble, you know, as it, as no. it was. So yeah, I get it, man. Totally get it, dude. Um, I had to, I had to throw a zinger in there on the Steelers though. You got that. Uh, yeah. Well, now it's kind of funny since I don't care that much. <laughs> I, yeah. When I walked downstairs to get ready for work the other night and they were losing, my wife was, because my wife's diehard. We, we were like, I, I don't know bullshit. I think I went to probably three or four games a year. Yeah. And so I called she's, the loss, by the way. What's deal. that? I called the loss. Asked Jeff. Go. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, well, called, so, I mean, for real, like, it was, the writing was on the wall, Tony. I mean, it was, they were starting to, They've been progressively getting sloppier for whatever reason. Yeah. yeah, everybody says they needed this loss, but we're losing one person a week on defense. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been weird uh, sort of watching the Steelers how their season, because you're right, it's like a great season, but it's been weird for them. Yeah. Well, At least yeah, everybody fun. else is getting better in December, and we're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not a good time to get bad. I don't know, man. We'll see. It's good. My son is like kind of a, I, I don't know what it is. He's, well, I, Tony, I told you before, he, I think he just thinks the colors might be cool, but he's like, he's kind of digs the Steelers. And I'm like, all right, man, you can watch whatever team you want, but we'll see how, we'll see how Sunday goes. Oh, within the Coon household. Yeah. Yeah. Like a little house divided. He doesn't, I mean, he, he's kind of a Chiefs fan too, but. You know, it's whatever, man. I'm not going to make my kids like whoever's good. <laughs> well, we went to the we went to the Bills game last year. What a Bills there? Did they play? You were there? there. I fuck. I fucking drove you there. We didn't sit together. You sat with your. I was drunk by the time we got there. You're yeah, you're hammered. The whole, the whole I sat with a bunch of Bills fans. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'm so I'm happy for you guys because I didn't care. I've seen Super Bowls. This was theirs. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, but uh, no. I, when I was a kid, I saw the Steelers uh, play in Buffalo a couple a couple times. I think actually, I don't I don't know if that was a game that people used to just not want to go to, and they would send me. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Might be a self esteem issue there, buddy. Ah, whatever. That's all good. <laughs> all good. All right, boys. Um, all right, man. You know the drill, dude. I try to end on good notes, so. Fellas, um, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Tony, you could go first. Like, give me something. You have one, Dave. Uh, yeah. Well, Rachel's due anytime. Oh, you got a so, third one coming? I do. Yep. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. So she, uh, she's due January first. But I mean, the other two came early, and I think the norm, the norm is. The, the second or third one is always going to come early anyways. So the only downside of that is I'm, I heard that the local hospital that we go to, I'm basically going to be locked down like off switch. Like I can't yeah, leave. So, yeah. So dude, my thing is like, I got mad respect for people that are just going to continue living life. You know, like yeah, uh, that haven't like put plans for these things on hold because of COVID or whatever. But Boy, is it going to create some stories? <laughs> you know. Like, oh yeah, yeah. That's uh, and it's weird because my buddy who just had uh, Donowski, Tony Blake, yeah, yeah. he just they just had them. They and they went to another hospital, 
uh, and he was allowed to come and go as he pleased. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I'm like, I have a go bag packed. I got three cans of Copenhagen in there because I know I'm not gonna be able to go out to the store. I got, no, that. <laughs> I got, uh, I got like clothes and everything. I'm not even gonna be able to shower. It's whatever. I mean, it's yeah. two or three days. I've been way worse than that in the Marines, so I think I can hack it. But that's you got to you got to think ahead on this shit, though, man. Well, congrats on that, dude. That's awesome. I mean, yeah, thank you. That's uh. Yeah, man. I mean, it's just like, what a fucking crazy time to, you know, I mean, what a wild ride you're about to be. I don't know, man. I don't even, we're going to have to, we'll do another episode and follow up because. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's like, we're, we're not, we're not like refuse to go out at all. Like yeah. we take our kids out and yeah. we, we do everything, but we're not, I, I, I want to say like, we basically haven't really put our life on hold at all i mean now that i think about it like we do the mass thing when we take the kids out and that but like we still take them to the playground yeah they still go to the grocery store with us yeah so like honestly this third one just we're probably just going to treat it like normal like no outside contact for like the first i think like couple weeks month or whatever till it gets its shots yeah most most people kind of stay away when they have a brand new baby i think yeah i mean it's, it's just going to fall in line with what's whatever's going on now right so Dave, I think to, to echo your point, I think pretty much everything stayed around like normal around here, except for the restaurants. And it's all like, yeah, to go, whatever. Well, like, yeah, restaurants, barbers, tattoo. Well, I actually lucked out in tattoos because Blake had a bunch of our tattoo artists had a bunch of cancellations. So he would call me and be like, Hey, can you <laughs> come in, on, come in on this day? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. He's like, all right, coming through the back door. I'm like, okay. So, but yeah, every, everything did. I mean, we are, yeah, he is right around here. It is very kind of low key, but yeah, no, that's my, that's my positive though. Yeah, dude. Awesome, man. Congrats. I hope, uh, hopefully 10 fingers 10 toes healthy mama healthy baby you know the whole deal good luck with that we'll uh we'll definitely be following up tony what do you got man you got anything for me yeah so since last time we talked all of our paperwork has been turned in to the organization and had to be to adopt vanna and they have turned all that paperwork in to whoever they need to turn it into the government i guess and uh we're just waiting on a court date to adopt her so that's so awesome dude that's so great. Yeah, I'm so happy for you, man. Um, we're gonna have to have a party for it. We've been how long? Uh, have we, how long has this been going on, Tony? Like, how long is the since you knew you were gonna adopt her? How long now? Uh, it's been a little while, right? I mean, at, at least a year oh, since I since I talked I to you. Would say we almost we two felt years. We were, what's that, Dave? Probably almost two years. No, it, it. We've we've had her. What was it? A year in October but we've known there were no obstacles for a little while, but this kind of just like solidified as it we're yeah. done. Right. Like she's our daughter. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. Congrats. Yeah. I'm so happy for you, bro. I mean, thanks. I'll let you know. I, it might actually be a zoom thing. So I don't know if, uh, cause you can't go into the courts. So <laughs> I'll have to see, uh, Dude, yeah, I mean, it's, well, I mean, this, you know, obviously, like, people are being careful, but it's changed everything. I mean, yeah, <laughs> like, we, uh, we had a court date for the baby the other day, and it was all Zoom, and most of the people were, like, our parents' age or older, and it was a clusterfuck. Let me tell you that. 
Yeah, kind of well, like yeah, kind of like me in the beginning, trying to get my my headphones yeah. to work. Yeah, way worse. I mean, like, yeah, technology's this, messing with people, man, for sure. This lady called into somebody else who was on the Zoom call. She was supposed to be running the court, right? So they held the cell phone up to this lady's computer. Like, <laughs> this is fucking stupid. <laughs> this is our court. Yeah, cool. Tony, Tony though, do you, you know, on that note, do you remember uh, that kid who got married over the fucking phone? He got married on speakerphone, like in Japan. Do you remember that? I don't. <laughs> what? I don't remember his name, but yeah, do you remember? Uh, he was a Hispanic. I don't remember that. He was a Hispanic. Several Marines that fit that description, but <laughs> yeah, dude, he fucking he. So like, I don't know like how well he knew that. I don't know the whole background, but he. So she was banging somebody else, and he got married while he was in Japan. Oh, probably on speakerphone. Okay. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Like, I'm like, how how is that even like illegal? Allowed? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> you just fax back the. Uh... Uh, I, honestly, I don't know all the details, but I mean, it was a it was like a thing. Like, you know, <laughs> I don't know if they had to have someone stand in, or if he gave someone a general power of attorney to like. Mary, I don't know, dude. Yeah, I mean, was he deploying? No. <laughs> like, uh, so there's no, not even get like the extra bump money no, or anything. Oh, no, <laughs> so, so. he was just in Okinawa. Like what? What? You know, just like, buddy, you could have waited until he went on leave, man. Like, I, know, <laughs> man. I just, uh, it's just, whenever I see like all the the way people are using technology now for whatever reason, like I go back to that and I'm like, man, we, <laughs> we've come a long way. So basically, he was ahead of his time. He was way ahead of his time. <laughs> and he's probably divorced. Oh, I'm sure he is. That could, that could be stupid weird. But anyway. All right, fellas. Uh, man, thanks for uh, thanks for jumping on with me, dude. And uh, Yeah, thanks for having me. Dave, yeah. thanks for everything you're doing and everything you've done, dude. I mean, I don't know, man. I just, uh, I mean, being a cop right now is not easy on anybody, dude. And it sounds like you're doing yeah. well. So keep doing yeah, it. One day at a time. Yeah, man. <laughs> Tony, I looked at, we'll get, we'll get, I want to get both of you guys back. I'm going to, I'm going to go on a little break here, uh, for a bit. Um, but we're going to do more shit show style stuff. And I feel like if we get a couple drinks going, we might have a good time. The three of us. Oh yeah. <laughs> you just got it. We got to get, we got to get you a little more. You seem a little too reserved, Dave. We got to get you a little more rowdy. Yeah. Well, I could bust out the, uh, the white claws if I have to. Uh oh. <laughs> Dude, I, get my, my white, my white girl on. I'm on the I'm on the cores, man. I do the cores now. I gotta wait. I so I loaded up my fridge. I have a full fridge in the base in the garage. So okay. I got of the claw. Rolling rock, rolling rock, white claw. My buddy brought me back a case of Shiner from Texas. There you go. And uh, Coors Light and yeah, Yingling Flight or Yingling Light or whatever the hell it is. So I'm yeah. stocked. Yingling's big out there by you guys, isn't it? Isn't it? Well, it's yeah, it's in Pennsylvania. Yeah, Pottstown. Yeah. Yeah. Tony, you you got a diverse palette of alcohol, don't you? I feel like I'm all over the place now since that last concussion. In all honesty, no, I'd, I'd say it's more of like a white trash <laughs> palette. What what was your Walker? What was your <laughs> what was What's your that? your Johnny Walker? What you what'd you do? Red or blue, or both? Oh, red! I couldn't afford blue, buddy. <laughs> blue was blue expensive back then. Or is it still? It's always expensive. Always, yeah. Oh, you're thinking of black. Oh, is it? okay. I don't Blue's know. Blue's like a hundred some bucks a bottle. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah fuck that. That's a yeah. Thing. I would just walk up the hill to what was the little shop right outside of the gate? The Altex, man. Yep. Yeah, I would go buy a couple <laughs> bottles, throw them in a backpack, walk right back on. Nice. <laughs> if I was lazy, I'd take a honcho, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Love it. And that was my weekend, buddy. <sighs> there it was. Yeah. And that, I mean, I still remember you ripping shots and going to the gym, dude. I'll never forget that. You're fucking crazy. Yeah, hey, we all make poor decisions. <laughs> well, now they do. Now, but but now they do that though. Now people take beer and vodka in the gym. That's like a strongman thing. And oh, no, you no, it. you didn't. You didn't start it. No, Arnold was doing it. Yeah, well, Arnold, I don't do this. He was they, also they smoking weed. Rack out into the freaking Australian Alps, not Australian, Austrian Alps. <laughs> 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 they take a keg of beer, and because it thins out your blood it gets more to the muscles right yeah so they're doing you know probably 700 pound squats that's ridiculous there you go that's that's what i need to do get the 405 now i guess like, that's what i need yeah. to do <laughs> well that was that was my justification for go to the gym half ripped but <laughs> I, I would not recommend it all right fellas uh take care man have a good weekend dude and uh I don't know. I'll tag you guys when I when I punch this out. I'll let you know yeah. when, we, uh, when we release it, man. But be good. Congrats, dude. I, again, I hope uh, hope the new baby's safe and healthy. Tony, congrats yeah. on your daughter, man. And thank you, sir. Stay in touch, and uh, we'll be talking. All right, buddy. All right, fellas. All right, see you, Coons.